0: We talk about financial independence, and that's our our big mission is helping people achieve their financial independence and self-reliance. That sounds very broad, but it really isn't. It's, It's actually very specific. If you could help people in your community not worry as much about how they're gonna pay the rent, how they're gonna put food on the table, wouldn't your community be a little bit better off?
1: This is Behind the Vault, where we study the best in community banking. On this show, we talk with community bank and credit union leaders about their approaches, challenges, and successes in serving their communities in today's world. I'm your host, Rich Edwards. Our aim is to highlight and strengthen one of the most essential parts of our economy, the community financial institution. Stick around at the end of the show to learn how you can be a guest on Behind the Vault. And now, on with the episode. For community FIs of all size, growth is always an imperative and always looking at how you're going to do that and the approach to do it and how that works into your strategy can be a, a difficult leadership test. Today we have with us Gary Golden. Gary's the CEO of BHCU. They have a history going back to 1952 and they're currently at about $240 million in assets. In 2015, they converted to a community charter for Delaware County in Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia, and more recently expanded their charter to Chester County. Gary, thank you for being with us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So as we were talking about and we set up here, growth is really one of the major strategies that you've been working on. Hey, what have you done as of late and, and how is that affecting your approach to how you're leading the credit union?
0: Uh so growth is is job one for us right now and that's basically we believe out a necessity. Uh it's getting very difficult to survive at the smaller levels. Credit unions everywhere our size or smaller are are kind of suffering under the burden of uh technology requirements, cybersecurity compliance and all of those consumer protection rules that are coming in for consumers, uh, which are good for them, but they make it more difficult for, for the smaller players in the financial services arena. So you really need to get to a size where you can have the foundation and the infrastructure that you need uh, in order to meet all these regulatory requirements and, and technology requirements in order to, to compete. Uh, so uh, we need to grow to make sure that we have that scale um, and more importantly, we also believe in the value proposition that we provide for our members. We believe we have a good mission and a good purpose, and we want to share that with as many people as as possible. So we talked about how
1: you had converted your charter just a few years ago after 60 plus years of of history. How did how did that play into it? How did, how did you like come to that decision as that was the approach you wanted to take?
0: Uh, so really, it was a defensive measure because as a as a SEG credit union or a select employment group, what that means is um, you had to be an employee of the company. In this case, for us, it was Boeing, uh, Boeing Helicopters here in uh, in Delaware County, uh, in order to to join. Uh, the The problem with that is while you have very loyal members at that point because they feel like you're part of them, even though you're you're not owned by Boeing, you're a separate uh, Financial institution that is regulated, uh, you know, by the state, uh, and has nothing to do with them operationally. Uh, but uh, those people feel very attached to you. You're on their property. You're local, and and all of that. But the problem becomes if something goes wrong with that company. In our case, if a government contracts dry up and the plant closes or something like that, you're probably out of business. So. Uh, In order to make sure you have uh, sustainability and can be around for the long term, uh, it made some sense to say, hey, we should probably uh, look at other areas where we can expand and get new members. Uh, And for us, that was uh, converting to a community charter so that anyone that lived, worked, goes to school or worships in Delaware County could then become a member. At that point, we operate more like a almost like a community bank. Uh, but we just don't abandon our, our history either. Uh, our headquarters is still uh, here uh, next to the uh, the Boeing facility here in in Ridley Park. And uh, we, you know, we continue to pay homage to our to our roots, of course, um, but we are adding branches throughout the county. And uh, as you mentioned in your intro, uh, we recently expanded into Chester County, and we'll be adding some some new locations there as well. So, so how did that
1: change your operation, your, how you do community outreach, go to market, all of that, when you suddenly shift from a very long history of having a very focused you know, member set, community set that you were geared towards to something broader, I guess we'll call it like that.
0: That, that is the challenge, right? Because you didn't really need to do a whole lot of community outreach uh, because yeah, the community wasn't able to, to participate with you uh and you flip a switch and now you want to be there for everybody in your community and uh it's really we decided to do sort of boots on the ground uh, there's different ways that you could go about this strategically uh, we didn't have the wherewithal in our size to just do mass media and a bunch of television commercials and radio things like that those weren't really very effective Uh, for us. So uh, what we did, we redirected our marketing dollars into individuals who could go out and found the pavement boots on the ground uh, and just meet with people and and be there and uh, make sure that they knew that we were in their community. We're part of that community. We live here as well. We work here and uh, kind of in that community together, and that their financial journey uh, is something that we're on with them. So was that
1: was that people who were already working at the credit union or were you out recruiting different talent for that?
0: Uh, so we have some long term uh, employees that are still with us that have been here for for many years and have been through the transition. But uh, it definitely required the influx of of new talent. Uh, and as we opened up new Branches and new locations. Uh, naturally, we had to grow to staff those offices as well, and we tried to do that with again people in the community uh, who were who live, work, and and are just like you know somebody you'd be walking down the street uh, with. Uh, and as a result of that, um, we have a lot of members that uh, are are small business owners and things that that we meet the places where you'd get lunch or get dinner. the uh, People running those, the local deli, you know, they're now members.
1: Now, I, I know one of the things that's one of the segments that you go after is additionally small business as well, right? Not just individuals that you're going after. Was, was that new? When Did you add that when you did the community expansion?
0: Uh, we, we, a little before that. So I started with the credit union in 2013. And I'm a commercial banker by trade so it was it was a natural adaptation for me to bring that here Uh, most credit unions don't play well with the commercial space or the business space Uh, some do um, but a lot of them don't particularly the uh, ones of our size they tend to not do that because it's a bit more complex you need a little bit more expertise uh, some commercial lending and credit experience that uh, you know may not be there in a in a smaller credit union but um, what we learned pretty quickly was our community, our new community of Delaware County, is filled with small businesses uh, there's a lot of mom and pop shops there's a lot of uh, contractors you know electricians plumbers you know a lot of blue collar uh, jobs that that uh, needed services uh you know financial services that tend to get ignored by the larger banks uh, and even some of the larger credit unions, uh, they they get lost in the shuffle. So there was a real need here. So if we're going to say we're going to be in this community and we're going to serve this community, well, our community is filled with small businesses and small business people that are underbanked and underserved. So it became a natural niche for us. And the fact that it aligned very well with my experience was just a plus. So. Uh, that's become our primary growth engine. Uh, about seventy to seventy-five percent of our new business or our new members come from small businesses. Wow,
1: that's that 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 that's an impressive and I guess maybe non-obvious growth factor that you're going after. Because so you did you did the change in charter, you did a, additional branch like more branch footprint out there. Uh, your community outreach. Your outreach to small businesses, and that was what SBA deposit, like merchant services, things along that
0: line. Uh, so all of the above, you know, we do SBA, mm-hmm. we have merchant services, uh, but it could be something as small as uh, you know basic lines of credit, financing a vehicle for or you know a truck for the local plumber, mm-hmm. uh, all of those things. Then what you also get there, it's, from a growth perspective, it makes sense because not only do you get the business as a member. But you get the owner as a member so it's one interaction but now i have two members instead of just one and what typically happens is uh you you might get a spouse you then get a hey my son's going to college uh you know and he needs a a car do you guys do car loans of course we do Uh, and uh, you know his suppliers his network his vendors uh so uh, what I said seventy seventy five percent of our of our new business mem- come from our new members come from businesses, uh, about seventy seventy five percent of those are referrals from existing business members. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you know it all sort of ties together, and that just further embeds us in the in the community that we serve. So very very classic relationship banking
1: and expansion sure. that way. Got For, it. Got yeah. it. Okay. So what what else? So again, so we talked about change in charter, um, expansion to the community, your branch footprint, your expansion to businesses. What what else are you looking at? Like what other levers are you pulling from a growth standpoint?
0: Uh, I would say technology. Uh, So we recently uh, migrated to a new online and mobile application. Bringing that much more up to, to speed with the kind of things that you would expect for some of the larger institutions, uh, it's a pretty slick app, and we're really excited about that. And we're adding new features to that all the time. It's a very dynamic application, so uh, it'll continue to expand the capabilities. But that also gives and was us that,
1: was there a core change
0: in that, or was it just your, your uh, mobile no, no, mobile experience? Did not okay, or change? Yeah. Uh, this sort of sits on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's something that's, that's needed. Uh, in today's market, consumers expect technology, right? So, and the self-service angle, uh, and I'm no different. Uh, you know, I use my phone all the time for banking uh, transactions and things. So um, people want, need, expect that. So if you're going to compete, you, you better have that. Uh, and where our focus is still face-to-face, uh, I am. We're continuing to open up branches and, and new locations. You know, the industry as a whole might be consolidating some. You, you read about that all the time, shutting down branches or reducing the expense and the overhead necessary with the old bricks and mortar. So they're they're, they're leveraging or leaning more into the technology. But um, that's not quite our business model. Uh, you need it. You need the self service option because the people want it. They need the convenience. They can't always get to you. Um, but again, if you're going to really be true, uh, and we're going to say we're about relationships that we're building in our community, then we have to physically be there. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess maybe I'm a bit old school, uh, but it's, to me, it's sort of the bane of social media. You lose some of that personal interaction and it's, it's all about, I, you know, I want likes and, and you know, my, my Facebook likes or my Instagram likes or whatever, I have so many followers. You don't know any of those people. Uh, and I'm not really interested. So we don't do a lot of that. We do, we have those things, of course, and we, for community events and, and announcements and things. But, uh, you know, I'm not interested in in those uh, in those things. I'm interested in the personal relationships that we can uh, build upon. But the technology- and, and I certainly don't
1: think you would see the, the growth You've seen from you know such a wholesale shift in business model if it were all digital, from from that experience standpoint,
0: uh, and or it's, at least from it, an
1: acquisition standpoint. Not saying you don't have the experience down.
0: No, for sure. And um, you know, I worked uh, previously in a prior life with an organization that was completely online. It was an online mm. bank, uh, and. You know that was a national organization, though, and they had massive amounts of capital and scale, uh, and that was that, that was fine. That was their their lane. Uh, but uh, in the credit union world, um, for us being a you know a small community credit union, uh, it's still about the people. Uh, so you know again, you've got to be there, um, but. In terms of our growth, the fact is I can't put a branch in every town in the county. Uh, so in order to serve people that might not have a a local branch, uh, you know, I need to provide them with those uh, abilities. So, So we're trying to do that. So if we're talking about growth, we're going to have to touch on
1: M&A at some point. Like, has that been a consideration for BHCU? How do you think about that? Is it, you know, a third rail for you or like what special
0: challenges does that
1: present for you?
0: So it, it is something we think about. We would uh love the opportunity to to engage with other credit unions who might be like-minded and have similar values and cultures and uh be able to sort of pull our resources together uh to help again achieve that scale that i talked about earlier um but it's really difficult in the credit union world it's not like a bank it's we're not publicly owned there's no stock to go by uh you know you can't take somebody over uh you know involuntarily uh, so uh, it's kind of it goes back to relationships oddly enough, uh, that, um, you have to just plant some seeds, talk to people and, uh, build up trust over, over time. And if you can come across somebody that again is, is thinking the same way you are, maybe your, your service areas overlap, you know, it might make some sense to at least have some conversations, but, uh, in, as I said, in the credit union world, um, people tend to be very protective of what they've built. Uh, it's important to them. That's why they're in this side of the business and not just the public sector or the banking sector. Uh, they're trying to do something a little bit different uh, and they're generally pretty passionate about it. So they'd be very careful about who they want to partner up with because they don't want to alienate their brand or, or their members. Uh, so, you know, it, I get calls all the time uh, because of our success, from larger credit unions asking if I would like to become part of their larger organization, and that is not something that we are interested in doing, uh, because we do not want to become a bank or bank-like, uh, because you would lose at all of our entire purpose, and you know it's not something that we're willing to uh, to do. So the,
1: there's there's an element of growth, but not growth at all cost. It's it's measured yeah. it's there's probably a, a rate at which this makes sense right where mm-hmm. you're able to kind of maintain what
0: is unique and special
1: about you and your culture right is that- for sure
0: for sure and some of that might be a personal bias so i you know i i have a lot of colleagues who are ceos of much larger organizations and um i i tell them all the times hey stop calling yourself a credit union you're you're a bank you know, you treat your members <laughs> like customers, uh, their account numbers. You've, you've lost it. Uh, is, you've is, lost that it. A,
1: is that a subtle dig? Is that an insult? Do you consider- yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not subtle either. It's, yeah. I'll hit yeah. the with <clears> it. <throat> uh, so, I mean, for, I mean, if you said to me, hey, I have a plan for you. I can grow your credit union to $10 billion in the next two years. Foolproof, guaranteed you'll get there. I'm really not interested because I think we would lose our purpose. Uh, and uh, you know, if we wanted to do that, we could, we could obviously do it, we could be part of something bigger, but um, you know, they would, we, we would just kind of lose our, our identity. And that's not what, uh, what we're trying to build here.
1: What, what about um, credit unions buying branches or territory or assets from chartered banks? Do you have mm-hmm. an opinion on that? Is that something you've considered?
0: Uh, Sure, we would consider that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It would typically be a community-chartered credit union, like we are, as opposed to a a select employer group credit union, whereby they they might have some difficulty assimilating that existing bank's uh, customers into theirs, because they may not qualify for membership or something like that, but um, yeah, it really makes no difference whether it was a small community bank or another credit union. the ultimately those bank customers who would now become members of that credit union will have a decision to make is it something that they want to continue to be part of uh, or not but um, certainly buying locations uh, accounts and things like that sure why not
1: no this is this is this has been great Gary I really really appreciate the, the insights here any any kind of final thoughts on this or or where you want to leave us with how you're thinking about this
0: uh, no, I just think that it's something that uh, it's important for all of us uh, to to have that to have that purpose. Uh, we talk about that a lot internally, and um, you know that is something that that, that drives us, and it's, it's why we do what we do. And uh, we let people make the choice, right? So we don't we don't sell products and services. Uh, we we have them. We offer them. We try to. Uh, Connect the dots for people about why it's a good thing for them Uh, But uh, it's all about you know doing something that is helping the community Uh, We talk about financial independence and that's our our big mission is helping people achieve their financial independence and self-reliance and That sounds very broad, but it really isn't it's it's actually very specific because uh, If you think about if you could help people in your community uh, not worry as much about how they're going to pay the rent, how they're going to put food on the table. Uh, people didn't have those worries. Wouldn't your community be a little bit better off? I mean, you know, look at you know, divorces happen. What's a, one of the number one reasons? Because they fight over money, right? Families break up over money, and it fractures things in the community. It, it, it. You lose strength that way. Um, and it, you know, it, we we started a a. Uh, Kids Foundation for at-risk youth here in our community, uh, because again, there's a need for that. So, and a lot of that comes out of lack of resources uh, for for our our youth. So, if you could elevate, um, sort of the rising tide raises all boats approach, if you could elevate the lowest common denominator there economically, you're going to improve your community that you live in uh, dramatically. And who wouldn't want to do that? Great. No, good, good
1: story. Got it. If anybody's interested in BHCU or in you, where can
0: they go to find more information? Uh, so they can certainly find us online at bhcu.org. Uh, we can, you can email me anytime at gary at org, And, um, you know, we are uh, always willing to, uh, to, to engage with uh, like-minded folks and, uh, you know, the cooperative spirit of, of, of credit unions is, a, is is alive and well, and uh, it's, it's one of the motivating factors for us. Thanks for being here, Gary. Really appreciate it. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you. This has been Behind
1: the Vault, a production of MindSpan Systems, helping community FIs provide service like no other. Learn more at MindSpanDate.com. If you're a community bank or credit union leader and have a story to tell, Please visit BehindTheVaultPod.com slash guest. That's BehindTheVaultPod.com slash guest. If you found this episode useful, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. As that helps other FI leaders like you find the show. Thanks for listening and join us next time for more insider stories from community banking on Behind the Vault.